I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here, the Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week... We give our mega church a tiny family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff and our community. I do believe it is a true treat, and it is a treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Highs. JC in the hizzy Helltown down Hallie. How are you? Oh, so cool. I am blessed, blessed, blessed. How are you? How was your week with your Climax kids, Gray? Unbelievable <gasps> weekend awesome. with my teens who are coming to Climax. Uh, this week we tried this really cool thing called a Lola Prayer Loser. Awesome. It's a uh, it's a 24-hour prayer-a-thon. And the way we did it, we just set it up with a huge pipe and drape stage out on the lawn, and we just invited hundreds of teens to come up and perform a prayer for each other. Oh, like an outdoor music show, but better. I know. Yeah, you take the music out of it, and you just add the best part, which is usually, you know, the talking in between songs. And in this case, it's prayer. And, uh, you know, if you could really sell a prayer, Hallie, make it entertaining, make mm-hmm. it slap, as we say in, in Climax, cool. y- you're really going to inspire a lot of confidence in people who have, you know, who are sitting there having to listen to it. Mm, that sounds awesome. It was. You know, we only had one issue about four hours into the prayer-a-thon. Um, you know, the energy was kind of starting to flag because that is a lot of talking. And one of the teens, and I hate to name names, but her name was uh, Jen Tasklin Moransky. Mm. Uh, she got up and she just said, you know, God, uh, we're so tired. If you could just... 
you know, send rain right now and, and rain down upon us and even lightning so that we might head inside and eat snacks. Mm. And, you know, Hallie, wouldn't you know it, a thunderstorm rolled in and we had to actually all go inside. Oh, no. So, you know, that was a bit disappointing, but I couldn't have been upset because really she just proved my point that mm-hmm. prayer works, which is awesome. The power of prayer. It's That's real. Right. And uh, yeah, I guess, you know, in my personal life, I'm not sure if I've mentioned him before, but my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I have decided to invest in a duplex together, which Ooh, is really cool. Yeah. Wait, I didn't know you and Clay Mason Bannerman were still speaking to each other. Oh, yeah, Hallie, they're fine. He's, yeah, he's like one of my closest friends. I'm not sure. No yeah, kidding. I guess there was some point where we had a bit of a mix-up yeah. and we've got everything figured out. Yeah, anyway, oh. so we, we bought a duplex, you know, we're going we're gonna to rent it out. And I actually have been, uh, I've, I've been staying in one side of the duplex because I just really wanted to feel like what it was to rent this place when we go to put it on the market, which will be cool. That's smart. Yeah, and then, um, you know, it was kind of weird. Talk about... Talk about a weird thing happening. Clay had a fire at his place. Oh, no. And because this meat smoker caught on fire and made, you know, half his home smell like smoke and swine. And so he moved into the other side of the duplex while he gets that all cleaned well, that's up. that's nice. Your neighbors. Yeah, it's really crazy that that even happened. So it's really chill with just broing down and uh, having a great time in a new duplex. Wow, well, that sounds like a true answer to prayer. What do you mean? Nothing. How was your weekend, Hallie? Oh, I have had a bit of a to-do, to be totally honest with you. I started this new thing for women of faith, and I call it Belief Women. And I put it online, and I said, hashtag Belief Women. Oh, cool. For all of us women of faith. Totally. Well, it must have gone viral because we are getting pounded by this other hashtag thing that says not all men, hashtag not all men. Oh, well, that stinks that you're getting pounded over that. I know. I don't deserve a pounding. Yeah, no one does. So anyway, I just want all you hashtag not all men out there to know that us belief women, we're not against you. We're with you. I'll tell you that right now. I I, I think hashtag all men. Amen. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. 
Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Just like Jesus will separate the sheep from the goats on Judgment Day, our guest today judges not sheep and goats, but tables and pies. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. It is Miss Callie Mavis. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Oh. Uh, at last, can I say. <laughs> I know. We've been waiting to get you. Well, Callie, tell us a little bit about what's going on, because I'm seeing all the tents getting set up out across the lawn here at Twin Hills. And, you know, basically the fair is in the air, as I like to say. I sort of just made that up. But tell us a little bit about what is going on out on the lawn. Oh, my. I mean, it's it's. I never thought my favorite time of year could get even better. And it just... It reminds me that he shows you new ways oh, every day of, right? of, of how wonderful things. Uh, yes, but as, as some people may know me, some people may uh, be angry at me. <laughs> uh, I, of course, judged uh, county fairs in this, for a couple of decades and the state fair for the past five years. Oh, and wow. Um, wow. I think you know about the controversy that happened at, at the last state fair right. we had before they shut it down for a fake disease. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. Right. And uh, I've just been so delighted that uh, Twin Hills made me an offer to judge the Twin Hills, Hills Fair this year, and I could not be happier. I, it's a match, uh, maybe not made in heaven, but certainly made in pie. Oh, <laughs> which, which pie can be heaven. I'm a pie person. I'm, pi- I'm pie over cake every day. Oh, now see, you're my kind of lady. Oh. I knew that. Oh, yes. I don't really eat sugar. But yeah, tell us a little bit about what is going on. Because, you know, I, we don't in Australia, we don't really have fairs. Uh, sometimes we'll have just, you know, a bunch of the kind of Australian rednecks kind of dingo lads you know they pull up their trucks they let out the animals and somebody goes around and gives them all ribbons but what you're saying is this is a full production of a fair and we've got all sorts of events and you are actually judging the pies and then in tables which i don't really understand oh tablescaping there is another woodworking judge uh and and uh cleat has years of woodworking experience and uh, i think he's in better hands there so on top of the tables every year and this is a straight pull from county fair traditions but i think it's a good one um tablescaping is about um we give a theme and it's about welcoming people into your home with the perfect table so you think of a menu that you'll put not on the table but a menu card and then how do you decorate beautifully what kind of flowers if you put in flowers some people get very creative Uh um and i've been i you know, I got to say, I'm, I'm releasing anger over it still uh, because mm-hmm. I had been judging, as you know, the state fair for the last five years, tablescaping, and we had see if you can spot these themes. Um, we had themes of Alice in Wonderland, Ooh. and then they had Under the Sea, awesome. and they had um, Route 66, okay. and then I said, "Where in all of this is Jesus?" Uh, right. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. we had all these themes and I said, can we have a side entry where you were, there's a, and, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't put in themes of faith. Uh. And then, um, the last year of my judging, I don't want to say it, Harry Potter. That was the uh. theme. The theme was Harry Potter. What? So kids, children who are just getting into fairs and are, and are learning about competition, they're thinking about wizards and robes and invisibility. And, uh, right. I, I just thought I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And, and it was, I got to say a miraculous moment when I got the offer from Twin Hills saying, would you, would you have time in your schedule to judge? And I said, do I ever? <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. And I'll tell you what, it just really chafes me to no end the way Christians get treated in our liberal society. I mean, you got the 4-H at the fair, seems kind of wholesome, you know, fine, health, happiness, hide nor hair. I don't know what the 4-H's are. Do you know what the 4-H's stand for? I mean, it might as well be heathens, 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 heathens from what I have seen. See, thank you. Because if you can have a theme of Harry Potter for tablescaping, here you're just putting down what? You're putting down placemats, maybe some flowers, your 
putting down some saucers and mugs and some uh, silverware and whatnot, and you want to get into all the dark arts and magic, well, what about, what? think about all the things you could draw from from the Bible. You could have, you know, the Israelites going around the city of Jericho. Exactly. If you are into fair type stuff like animals, when the Israelites ran into Jericho, well, the first thing they did after killing all the women and children and maybe raping some of them was that they killed all the livestock. So that's like very state fair right there. And tell me they didn't pick out some of that dead livestock and say, hey, I've got a bigger one than you. Hey, this one has been raised well. Hey, this one is a fine specimen. Of course they did before eating them or burning them. Of course they did. That is fascinating. And so how did you end up, how did it, how did the whole thing go down where you, did you actually, did you actually end up judging a bit harder those ones from your final year at the fair because you didn't really like them? Were you still, were you still able to keep your, you know, what do they call it? Neutrality. Um, Well, here's the thing. My principle is I took a couple books in the Bible, Judges with Ruth is what I think. So I'm, a judge, but I'm not ruthless. Awesome. Oh, that is clever. Awesome. But for tablescaping, it's about hitting the theme, sure, but it is about fundamentally, is this an appealing dinner? Mm. Is this a dinner where you would bring a guest and they would say, my goodness, what a lovely time or what a lovely, even a date, even mm-hmm. a lovely date for mm-hmm. the singles group? And I thought, could I sit down at this Harry Potter dinner mm-hmm. and enjoy it mm-hmm. and really even like it and not feel frightened as a Christian and sick to my stomach. And you're sending, you're serving me hot cocoa in a muggle. What does that even mean? Right. So, um, yeah, I, there was, people were mad, but I had to take off points. Okay. Is that, a, as you say, it's pure discrimination. Is this a place where I could sit down and feel comfortable and enjoy a meal? And it was not. Well, I love that because, you know, it's not discrimination if you are discriminating. And I love to say that. And I also love to say, you know, if someone's discriminating against you, it's okay to discriminate right back against them. Uh-huh. Because, you know, unfortunately, in this case, I really do think that, you know, you've got the power to really show them what the truth is. And the truth is, hey, we don't want any of that sick stuff at a table. Yeah. I'm very proud of you, Callie, for standing up for your beliefs, even in the face of these powerful organizations like County Fairs. I cannot tell you how much it, it helps. To, I, I went through some dark times, I have yeah. to say. Oh, but really? you know what? If if I say, okay, I'm going to witness for him everywhere in my life except at the County Fair, uh-huh. what am I doing? Uh-huh. If I'm going to witness for him everywhere except where children are involved, yeah. what am I doing? Right. Exactly. And what what did you do between the time you left uh, the, the county fair, the state fair rather, and now. You know, everyone everyone thinks they can judge a pie now. They've seen a show and they can judge a pie. I did some freelance judging. Oh, really? Um, and again, think you have to think about so many judges look at the outside of the pie. I'm like, what what's inside of a pie? Mm-hmm. What, what, you know, what is the, is this pie made for the pleasure of God or for the pleasure of the flesh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough call. So I did some freelance uh, but a lot of it is, um, you know, my second love is Sasquatch hunting. Ooh. Oh, really? And uh, so I did, th- it opened up a lot of time and space for me to spend some time in the woods and really get meditative and think about nature and the beauty of the world and whether there was a nine foot being right behind me. Oh, wow. Oh. And was there? You know, um, like someone else we know, Sasquatch leaves evidence in mysterious ways. And sometimes it's about a feeling. Sometimes it's about faith. Sometimes it's about knowing something it was there, even though you couldn't see it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, you know, and again, it's uh, sometimes... Uh, <laughs> It's about one set of footprints sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> See, isn't that awesome? And I'm sure hunting a Sasquatch is an awful lot like hunting for truffles. You can't see them, but you know they're there. But you know they're there. And sometimes it's a rustle behind me. Sure, it might have been a deer, 
or that might have been a screech owl that were the eyes I saw way up high. But is it about what I can see and feel or is it about what I know? Awesome. And it was really good training for, for yeah, renewing my faith. Oh, you know, I hate awesome. to get too deep into this, but I guess I've got to ask. Um, so just backing up. So when, you, when you're freelancing, judging someone's pies, is that just kind of going into a restaurant and saying, OK, I'm going to order the pie and then kind of giving some feedback on it? Or are you actually being paid to do this? Uh, a little of both. Okay. I mean, certainly one way to market yourself is to go into a restaurant and really really, really dig into that pie and, and say, here's, you know, here's what you could have done. Um, why did you, why did you put a steam vent with a bird there when a lattice work would have served you better? Um, why, you know, why cut that beautiful rhubarb with strawberry? Why not let the rhubarb stand on its own? And you get a little attention in a diner or in a restaurant or, you know, sometimes at an olive garden. Uh, and you really, uh, people are like, hey, who are you? What do you know? And that's when you have a business card on you because it's about being always prepared, awesome. always, always ready to judge, I think is how everyone should be. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know we say judge not lest you be judged. Sure. But um, you and I have talked about this. I think sometimes we, um, I believe the Bible was originally in English and then translated into Greek and Aramaic and then back into English. And sometimes people lose things. So I think it might have been judge well because we all get judged. Doesn't oh, that make a little more isn't sense? That sort of right. Like lost in translation. Wow, there. Exactly. that really rings my bell, Callie. I like it. And then I guess my follow-up question is: when you're in these, you know, sort of chain restaurants, uh, giving them feedback on their pies and handing out your card, is that also when you're s- s- giving some of your theories and, and thoughts on Sasquatch, or is that something that you keep to yourself and maybe should? It is a real judgment call because I, I have to say, um, you have to. I mean, if you see the opportunity, bring Satswatch into it, but uh, sometimes it can muddy the waters. Uh, or sometimes, I, I did notice once or twice I had people sold on, let's have a competition this weekend and I can judge. And then I bring in Sasquatch and suddenly, you know, uh, like so many people, when you bring up what you believe in, enthusiasm can wane for people who aren't, who are on the other side. And uh, you do what you can. You, you, I have to say my favorite year was when we did... Um, no, I don't like the I don't like the term Bigfoot because Sasquatch Sasquatch is scientific. Oh, are they different? But uh, there, I mean, there's an overlap. But Bigfoot is what you say if you're casual about it. Sasquatch is I know that this is an American phenomenon. Oh, and uh, so that but they had um, Big Feet and Big Pies Festival, and I have to say it was like a duck to water. Wow. Now, just a technical question about Sasquatch is now, it, do you believe that this Sasquatch is also a, a create created by God? Our creator and is just a little shy and doesn't want any attention? Well, believe me, I wrestled with this. Um, we know that Esau was hairy all over. So I know that, that Sasquatch is the Bible, but not tall. Um, and we know that giants walked the earth at one time. So I'm saying there was something went on there. Um, and I got to say, what, what I wrestled with the longest was Sasquatches on the ark, because they are seven to nine feet tall. But uh, people in the olden days, 6,000 years ago, they were maybe five feet tall or maybe not even that. Is that right? So think about it. If you are a Sasquatch and you you come walking to up with Mrs. Sasquatch uh-huh. Into Noah's to an ark, ark. Uh-huh. that is built for people who are five feet tall, I don't know if they would have stayed. So I think maybe they clung to the back of the ark. They've got very strong hands and feet. Oh. So that's why I think maybe, but maybe that welcome, because how could no one know? It wouldn't be his fault. Uh-huh. But maybe that, that hey, we're maybe not welcome here has kind of stayed with them, where they try to get on the ark. Uh-huh. they 
banged their big old furry heads. Uh-huh. And then maybe they swam alongside or they clung to the back or maybe there was a dinghy. I don't know. But then you could see where they would become very shy mm. and maybe, you know, maybe a little grumpy. Well, sure. I mean, being in a rainstorm for 40 days and 40 nights. And with, with hair, you know what it's like when your long hair gets all wet. Yeah. And they're known for being, I got to be honest, they are known for having um, a stench to them. Oh, is that you know, right? some people say almost a death stench, real stinky. Uh, in Florida, they're called skunk apes. Um, wow. And of course, in Indy, we have dune apes. Wow. Uh, but I think that stinkiness is because Sasquatch has said we are done with water. Uh-huh. We had 40 days in a row of being up to our necks. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you know, I would love to know more about this maybe uh, another time. But, you know, one of my biggest questions, I guess, about about all that is what are some of the table settings and uh, some of the pies that you're most looking forward to at the Twin Hills Fair, which is just such a great opportunity for people to come together and learn more about, you know, Christ, Jesus specifically, and, not, and probably not a whole lot about uh, the kind of the other stuff that we mentioned about Bigfoot. Uh, pro- probably not, but you never know where they'll come in. I'm, I'm very excited because, of course, this year's theme is bread from heaven. Yes, yes. Um, so it is, and I, I, I've honestly, I've talked to, there's of course a kid's entry and there's an adult's entry, and I have been trying to look at the kids and give them guidance, because a lot of them have never even been allowed to go to a county fair, and you never know where funnel cakes are going to lead, frankly. I think that's a good decision. Oh, awesome. Um, so, uh, but some people have been doing a completely modern setting of Bread from Heaven and what's it like, and some people have been like, what would it like if I, if I were wandering in the desert and I, bread came down from heaven, how would I set a beautiful place setting there? And it's just been... A remarkable creativity of reed mats and I, I gotta say I don't know if they had coconuts but believe me those are in play and it's just um, it does my heart good to see the preliminary of course I can't judge right away but the preliminary settings I think are going to be very exciting. Well, I so. noticed that and, and so I guess I'm curious because I was I noticed they sort of built that scaffolding and some of the funnel cake uh, makers were up on top of that. Do they plan on tossing some of the funnel cakes maybe off of that or something for bread from heaven as well or what, what is it seems a bit dangerous to have oil up that high but you, um, you're one step ahead of me. I, you know, that's a little bit of a surprise. So maybe uh-huh. I, I don't know if we should edit this out. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen a funnel cake, but they're beautifully drizzled. And yes, quite hot. And then some powdered sugar. And people thought, why not? Why not surprise people walking around a fair? And, and you can't, you know, it can get so hot in the fair. And sometimes you're like, I don't even see the lemonade stand. I don't know where I'm going to be. Funnel cake uh-huh. lands right in your I hands. How amazing would that be? I just be? hope it's not too hot. But yeah, I, I think that'd be great. That. I think it'll cool nicely in the air. I don't know. You know, uh, if God solved the problem of dropping funnel cakes from the sky, so can we, right? Yeah. right. And here you're walking around the huge fairgrounds here on campus. I'm getting all my steps in. I deserve a cake. Exactly. <laughs> Moderation, see? right? Oh. You get a lot of steps in. Um, I'm very excited about it. I got to say, there's a water slide awesome. that's going to be uh, huge and um, if people are moved at the wave pool at the bottom go for it I say join the, join the church it's the perfect time so we got robes ready if people want to do that or you can just enjoy the water slide spontaneous baptism <laughs> I think so wow that's awesome that, that is, is so awesome great. now you said something earlier about how um, you know you can't just judge a pie by its crust mm-hmm. or its lattice work you got to get to the inside very biblical cuz god says man looks at the outside god looks at our hearts almost like we're like a pie to god you know we are a pie to god that's such a beautiful way of putting it i love that and he's going to judge us um you know very harshly on judgment day and uh, uh, speaking of judgment and I, I i feel like you and i are friends and i can ask you a personal question oh please do and and please tell me the truth i'm not 
good in the kitchen. It's, it's an art form. It's not my art form. But man, oh man, have I fallen in love with the Marie Callender's Razzleberry Pie you can get in the frozen section at the grocery. And it is a downright good pie. And it always pleases people. And I think it's so good. You really do have to let it cool or it'll just, it'll come out like it's a liquid, you know, but when you cut it open. But um, is it okay? I, I, not being a pie expert like you are, is it okay for me to go for a Marie Callender's from the grocery? I say absolutely. <gasps> if you said to me, if you said to me, choose between two people to go to dessert at their home, uh-huh. someone who's going to sincerely offer you a Marie Callender's because she's thinking about your enjoyment, or someone who's going to do flashy, razzle-dazzle something French, uh-huh. or a savory pie, or some fancy stacked up crust. Gross. Right. But they're, exactly. Is it, is it, you know, you're thinking of your guests and your, your skill sets and what you're good at and where you shine. Uh-huh. So why not have that Marie Callender pie? Oh, I think it's fine. What a relief. It's good for the economy to buy it. If you and if you if you want to make the project of getting better and better at pies, that's a wonderful life lesson, but it's also maybe it's I think it's fine. You're thinking about your guests and it's a gift from your heart awesome. and it's not some showy I mean, can you imagine going to someone's house and they they Oh, I, it's okay. Oh, Here's a Kleenex. Uh, is everything all right? I have no idea Here's what a box could, of Kleenex. They, people here, thank you. Thank you. People here, they have a bacon judge coming and they will put out something foreign like a flan more what? often than you would ever believe. Oh, a no. flan. Oh, no. I'm not, I'm not sure what's so upsetting. Do you have flan in Australia, Greg? I don't even know. I don't even know any of those words that you're saying, Hallie. It's a flan is like, oh my gosh, it's like sugared oysters and phlegm is what I would say. It's a fancy, and you get out a little blowtorch to, to bake the yeah, sugar on top um, and you have to... It's just, it's um it's just something that says and it says I care more about impressing you than I care about feeding you mm-hmm. is what you get when you get a flam okay. and um breaks my heart uh-huh. and I and some people will do it as out of a, a misplaced gesture mm-hmm. but I say a down home pie is good. and and let me tell you something I don't mean to get on my high horse about this but if you have to pie a la mode uh-huh. if you like it that's great but if the ice cream is doing the work. Uh-huh. You got to relook at that pie. Okay. And s- sometimes people have been like, "Oh, it's pie a la mode. It goes best with a fudge ripple ice cream." Uh-huh. What are you? What are you even doing? What are you hiding, what are pie? You- what are exactly. you exactly? Uh huh. It should. The pie should speak for itself. And I say, like, um, it's like the little drummer boy. Sometimes a simple offering from the heart. Uh-huh. Is what's going to make people happy. I guess right? I just never realized the depth and the nuance that is going into this judging of pies and tables. It's really fascinating. And, uh, you know, I did want to ask uh, about your personal life because I did notice you're wearing a ring. And is that a set of footprints on it? Is that you and your husband uh, something, your, your, your footprints on the ring? Um, it's a it's a promise ring. Awesome. Okay. It's, uh, I'm very excited. I have to be honest, it's a little late in life. and something I thought might not happen, but I was... Um, I was out squatching in the woods a couple oh, no. years ago, and this lovely man was out squatching in the woods. And of oh. course, you know, if you're alone in the woods, you think, oh, no, right. you know, Daniel in the lion's den. But a uh, lovely man. And the minute I saw that he was wearing a big wooden cross, you know, we got to talking. So um, we don't we we don't live in the same state. We're working that out right now. And of course, I can't. I can't leave counties with fairs. That's right. But, uh, yeah, we, we meet in the woods. We have separate tents, of course, usually uh-huh. with the chaperone with us. But it's um, we have decided that if we're ever out together and Sasquatch is there, 
that's our sign. That's our time okay. to so, make it official. I think by the Sasquatches hanging on to the outside of the ark, not only proved their incredible strength and tenacity, mm-hmm. but also they might have been saving themselves a world of trouble because inside that ark, you got pterodactyls uh, and you got bunny rabbits. You've got French uh, bulldogs and you've got Yorkshire terriers. They're all these different species in there. It, it was probably chaos. And if the Sasquatch likes it quiet, might have done themselves a favor. You know, I never thought about it that way. And I feel so much better about their voyage now because I had always thought of it as a lonely thing. But you're right. They don't they don't get along well with dogs. And that's not a, you know, I, I don't know why that is. It's just an interspecies thing that dogs will bark and a Sasquatch will throw a rock or something. Um, but uh, maybe that's why. And maybe that's what's kept us apart. But maybe it's one of the little clues that we should be a little more together. Yeah. And you know what? I, I wonder if when Adam was in the garden naming all the animals, one of the first passages in the Bible, Adam is going, I'm going to name you a saber-toothed tiger. I'm going to name you an English wolfhound, uh, which is funny, you know, that he this is a God thing that he would know what England was at that point in the Fertile Crescent. It's so cool. But that does confirm my idea that the Bible was an English first, see, don't you think? See, there you yeah. go, right there. Hey. See, that's so cool. I wonder when Adam came to the Sasquatch, what, you know, that moment was like. Did they make eye contact? Was Adam intimidated by the size? And you know, what did he call him? Did he call Bigfoot? You know, I don't know. I bet, here's the thing. I bet Bigfoot was the first thing out of his mouth. And then he said, oh my goodness, how rude. Sasquatch. Uh-huh. Okay. And, you know, because we all make mistakes. Yeah. We do. Right. Yeah. Until that until Judgment Day, we're all going to make mistakes. Uh, but I, oh, I, I wish I could have been there. Right? Can you imagine? <laughs> I know. That's so cool. We'll have to ask when we get to heaven. That is that is cool. Uh, so, yeah, I guess this guy sort of answers my question. So you do believe that that the Sasquatch was one that was in the garden with Adam and they were okay with each other and friends and everything, I guess? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that is something I ponder over because we do know they had trees there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know that Adam named everything. So we, they would have had to see each other at least one time. Mm-hmm. But did did Sasquatch stay in the trees? Or is that, you know, is it, are the Sasquatches the ones that never took a bite? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because they are naked. Oh, but but the fur kind of covers the inappropriate parts, right? It does. That's true. That is the advantage of being a Sasquatch. Although, uh, less honestly, less so with the lady Sasquatch. Oh, really? Uh, and I shouldn't even bring us there. But yeah, there's you can tell it's a lady Sasquatch. Like, because do they have stuff on their chest the same way women do in National Geographic magazines type of thing? They do, yes. That really? Type of thing. And there's, there's, well, yeah, they're uh, lady animals. So. Wow. And have you seen a photo of this? Well, the, I mean, I've seen the, the footage of the Patterson film, which is... Um, only only a few minutes long, but changed my life, I got to say. Wow. And then stills of that. So yeah, sure, I've seen pictures. And it's like everything else you have to judge. Is this plaster cast of a foot that's 18 inches long something I, I believe in? Or is it something that I judge? Uh-huh. Maybe the Henderson boy was messing with me again. Okay. And that's not really what walked through my garden. Yeah, I guess I've never heard of that. Um, you know, wh- what is that? I guess I'm, af- I'm, I guess I'm afraid to ask. Well, it's again, it, I think I think uh, I think you should show it. To your youth group is oh, what I think, okay. because it is, here's what you've seen. Can you trust it? Here's what you've seen. Oh. Do you believe this in your heart? Mm-hmm. Because that was, I got to say, it was a moment of opening up for me when I first saw it. Uh, and and it made me, it, there's so many analogies between Sasquatch and Jesus. I can't even tell you. I can't even begin. Really? Long hair on down, wow. you know? Wow. Well, well, you were primed, honestly, Callie, to, to become a Sasquatcher because, you know, we're faith-based people. We're not evidence-based people. We're faith-based people. Exactly. We know how much evidence, it it, it can lead you astray is what evidence can do. It's, uh, 
it's it's uh, sometimes you think, okay, I'm building a case here, but actually sometimes that evidence is taking you away from what your heart knows to be true. So uh, yeah, the Patterson film, uh, you'll see a Sasquatch walking away and looking at a person. And sure, you can say, hey, why did that guy happen to have his camera with him? Why did his camera out? Why did a Sasquatch walk along you know, this desert, this desolate part of the forest just while they were out looking for Sasquatches? Or you can say, look at that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Look at that. And here's the thing. If you were faking a Sasquatch movie that you wanted to be shown all over, would you fake it with a lady Sasquatch with, as you say, a difficult part of the anatomy showing through the fur? Mm. Or would you have a man Sasquatch who could be holding a, a rock or a bunch of flowers or anything in front of anything controversial? Wow. And I say right there, you have to look a little bit beyond sometimes. Yeah, that is, yeah. A, that is a pretty insight, insightful follow-up uh, question. If you met Sasquatch, what would you tell him about Jesus? Oh, my gosh. And do you even think a Sasquatch could be saved? Oh, good question. That is such a good question. I got to say, you, you you broke my mind open a little bit. Cause, and, and shame on me, because I'd been thinking of so much about, like, I, I would like to see Sasquatch and I would like to make contact. I didn't think about, of course, the next thing you would do is witness uh-huh. to Sasquatch. Uh-huh. The next thing you would do yeah. is you would say, have, have you met uh-huh. Jesus? Uh-huh. And if not, would you like to? Yeah, right. And there would be a language barrier, I think. But uh-huh. if you're persistent, I mean... Who doesn't love it? Right, because he might think that you're trying to kill him or something if you say, like, dude, would you like to meet him or something? Right. That's a very good point. I will have to watch my words. I will have to judge my words hey. carefully is what I'm going to have to do. And I'll tell you, then the second thing you do after you witness to a Sasquatch is you got to get him covered up. You know, let's get the gal a brassiere of sorts. Let's, you know, in the same way Adam and Eve realized they were naked, we got to get their we got to get their inappropriate parts covered. So maybe you should, when you go out there hunting, you should start bringing some Joanne fabric with you. You know what I mean? I am going to go to the quilters and we're going to get some loincloth claws made is what we're going to do. Number one, no Jesus. Number two, know your shame. Number three, here's a quilt. Uh, And if I may go so far as to say that as a judge, you know, judges and sailboat captains can marry people uh, as well as ordained ministers. As a judge, you might need to get your license so that you can uh, marry people because the other thing you need to do immediately is you need to get this man and woman Sasquatch. You need to get them married so that their relationship honors God in case they're, you know, having any relations outside of marriage. You know what I mean? What? If it is a vicious cycle where they cannot reveal themselves to us because they are living in sin, but they're living in sin because we can't get to them to marry them properly, so they can't reveal. See? I mean, this could have been going on for 5,000 years. 6,000. Yeah. See? You're so right. See? And it's the same thing. Like, you know, evidence, if we go back to evidence, evidence tells us that, you know, sex education reduces unwanted pregnancies. But guess what? That, At what that, cost? Ev- exactly. But what sex education doesn't do is get these kids to be abstinent, which is the only way. So see, sometimes evidence is actually counterproductive. That's don't ever come to me with a page of statistics because it's about what do I feel is right. See, and you know who's making you feel that? The Holy Spirit. So you go. Yeah. If, you, if you take time in the woods and you really commune, I haven't seen Sasquatch yet, but I've seen the Holy Spirit a bunch of times in my heart. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Well, this is so great. It's been amazing to talk to you. I'm sorry that we got so uh, distracted a bit by the Sasquatch stuff, but I, I am really excited about, uh, you know, just this wholesome weekend that we have planned for our families here at the church. Where can we find you this weekend? Where will you be set up with your pies and your tablescaping and all that? And what can we look forward to? Uh, I'm going to be busy. I'm, I'm judging kids, teens, and adults, uh, pies and tablescaping. So that's a, that's a busy conversation couple of days, but I am happy to talk to anybody. You'll see me with my uh, head judge badge. Mm-hmm. 
and, and you will see me moving around. And if you see me and you have a question or you want to enter next year or you want to know about this year, just just tug on my shirt, you know, yeah. um, and don't. I would say tap me on the shoulder because a, a tug is what I expect from Sasquatch oh. when he reveals himself. So I might sometimes I just jump in the air because uh-huh. I think this is it. Uh, but yeah, give me a, give me a tap on the shoulder. I'm happy to talk to you. So anytime you eat a baked good, you're you're it's such a potent metaphor for the Holy Spirit that oh, I think okay. it's a, a little bit of worship every time, every time you slice in. Oh, isn't that a God that thing? You're like the Christian Mary Berry. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, you know, Mary Berry likes a drink, and I will just leave it at that. Callie Mavis was played by the outstanding Allie Davis. What an absolute gem. Follow her on Twitter at Allie underscore Davis and check out her book, True Porn Clerk Stories. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>